With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You damn right. Hope everybody's having a good Thursday. Woo. Hope you're ready for this cold. It's coming. Thankfully, there's no precipitation with it in the greater Austin area, but cold and windy is apparently what we are going to get a little bit of or a lot of tonight in the next few days. So we hope everybody is safe and warm. It's Chad and Zay on a Thursday, our last show before Christmas, and there's a lot of football to get to. I'm Chad Hastings, joined once again by Isaiah Collier. What's up, Zay? What's good, Chad? How you doing, man? Man, I'm good. I'm good. I'm ready for Christmas. How about you? Oh, always ready for Christmas. And let me tell you, yes. happy early birthday. Oh, thank you, sir. Thank you. I am a Christmas baby, and I'm about to turn 48. Going to hit the Moose Johnston this year. 4-8. You don't look a day over 30. Oh, I appreciate that. <laughs> I love I love when people lie out loud. That's fantastic. Well done. Well done. Yes, I'm not one of those people that hides the age. I am certainly not one of those people that replaces the word old with the word young to make themselves feel better. When did that start? What idiot thought that up? Remember that? Remember the first time you heard that stupid thing? First time I heard it in sports. They were talking about Randy Johnson. I'll never forget. A broadcaster was talking. Yeah, was talking about Randy Johnson. Randy Johnson. I can't remember how old he was at the time. 40-something. 42 years young. And I thought, ew, that's gross. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. I learned just last night, in fact, when the crew was watching one of the Jumanji movies and the Danny DeVito character says... Getting old. It's a gift. I forget that sometimes. It is. You're still here. And you are old or older. So, yeah, I'm about to be 48. I appreciate that. Uh, Zay, Merry Christmas to everybody. Happy holidays. Whatever uh, holidays you do or don't celebrate, whatever you do or don't care about, whatever family or friends you do or don't want to hang out with this time of year, hope you have everything you want. Everybody always assumes and then they say, well, I hope you get to hang out with friends and family. Well, what if you hate your friends and family? Oh, yeah. Right? What if you just want to hang out at your favorite bar and slam shots? Order some Chinese food. Order some Chinese. Take you know, out because Uber home. A lot of them are open. Yeah, Uber back to your apartment right. where you live happily by yourself or maybe with one other person, and then you pass out. Yeah, do I'm with that. Do that if that's get what you want. Get you some eggnog and, yeah, get plastered. Yeah, it's good stuff. You an eggnog guy? Uh, not oh, a, there goes my watch. I'm not a big eggnog guy. I am. Uh, we had a listener bring us some eggnog. Recently, we did, and I haven't tried it yet. Have you tried it? No, I'm not. That's for my wife, though. It has a little bit of that, you know, schnapps, and I can't be drinking. Oh, I'm that's not, right. I'm that's not right. a big drinker. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, so I think there's a little, maybe a little bourbon in that, uh, in that eggnog. I'm gonna try that over the uh, over the holiday here. Uh, so we do have. Uh, we're off tomorrow. We're off Monday. Thanks to the bosses for that. Uh, and so, but we got a lot of football. To get into before we get into kind of putting a, you know the wrapping paper and the bow on signing day and talk some Texas basketball, let's get you a couple of NFL notes. Uh, and why don't we go ahead and go spec set piece since we were just talking about drinking? Let's go spec set piece. Is brought to you by Specs Wine, Spirits, and Finer Foods. Cheer on Verde with Specs' larger selection of world class wines, spirited spirits, and craft beers. Score more at Specs, official partner of Austin FC. Yeah. Yes, indeed. My Specs location is out there in Elgin. I'll hit some other locations as well. And uh, if you need a craft beer, I don't know if this counts as a craft beer. If you need a beer recommendation and you've never tried Shiner Cheer, perfect for this time of year. They do it all in the cold time and Christmas time. Such a good beer. Check it out. Shout out to Specs. All right. Um, so a couple notes real quick. Bad news for the Tennessee Titans. Ryan Tannehill is out with this ankle injury. And Zay, they think he is done done. 
So no matter what's about to happen, they are in the four seed spot right now. But if even if they end up holding that, winning the division, getting a home playoff game, it's not going to be Tannehill. Malik Willis is going to have to deal with it. Yeah, and that's why everybody should be locked in on the game tonight. Amazon Prime with the new uh, New York Jets and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars are sitting at six and eight, and I, I like Malik Willis and stuff, but this is a tough situation for a rookie to be thrown into, and I didn't really have much hopes for this Tennessee Titan team before the season because I thought with losing A.J. Brown, they would take a step back, which they did, but you got to give love to Mike Vrabel. They're sitting at top of the AFC South right now, and yeah, this is an unfortunate injury. Say what you want about Ryan Tannehill. He is a decent quarterback. I know he has his bad moments, but he has to taken this team to the playoffs multiple times and he's won this division I feel like multiple times so they're gonna miss him but yeah if you're the Jacksonville Jaguars you definitely want to capitalize on tonight and having that big win this past weekend against the Dallas Cowboys hopefully that ignited Doug Peterson's team and maybe they could jump forward and take that first spot in the AFC South. You think Amazon Prime is excited for tonight? Oh, you gotta be. You could not have dreamed up a better situation when you put that one on the schedule. You just kind of had to hope uh, certain things were playing out. But you knew you'd always have that New York market. Now you've got them in the mix because these two teams are back-to-back at the, what, uh, 9 and 10 seeds, technically. But the opportunity for Jacksonville is massive here. They beat Tennessee already once. That's right. And they finished the season with them very last game of the year, Trevor Lawrence and the opportunity. You just mentioned it, what they looked like against Dallas. Not just beating Dallas. They didn't beat Dallas accidentally. They didn't beat Dallas because of some because of one crazy trick play. They put points on the Cowboys. Yes, they trailed by 17 at one point, but they put points on the Cowboys. They scored 34 in regulation and then got that play in, in overtime. Trevor Lawrence with a big opportunity. Yeah, I'm locked in for tonight, man. That, that AFC South just got really interesting at the top. You know, even though this is Trevor Lawrence's second year, he really didn't have a normal rookie season with all the Urban Meyer crap that went on and stuff. Nobody was locked in down there in Duval. So (laughs) this is really his first year, and he's with a Super Bowl-winning coach that has had success in this league that's been putting them in the right situations. You add the weapons. Travis Etienne, he's been solid. You know him and Trevor Lawrence. They have that chemistry from their days at Clemson. Christian Kirk, even though he's been uh, got paid a buttload of money. Yes, he did. He's still doing what you know, he's doing a lot better than I thought he was going to do down there. He's not, he's the number one option, but they got guys like Zay Jones, the Austin Knight out of Austin High. They got guys like Evan Ingram, who's been a huge addition. I didn't think he'd be able to come in, produce the way that he has this year. So. I'm happy for that dude. I've always liked Evan Ingram. Right, yeah. Liked What's, him all the way back at Ole Miss. Yeah. And then he gets with the Giants, and obviously I didn't want him to do well there because I'm a Cowboys guy, but that's a talent, and I'm glad it's showing up for him because I love a good, that, he's kind of that mid range between a receiver and a tight end, but he's essentially one of those great freaky tight ends in this league. They were killing them in New York. They were killing them in New York. That yeah. market, every time he had a drop, everybody on Wall Street to Brooklyn to Staten Island, everybody let him know about it. So now you don't got that type of pressure down yeah. in uh, Jacksonville. You don't, you don't have those type of problems. You can play a lot more freely. And, yeah, this offense is a juggernaut. We saw them make plays against the Cowboys this past weekend. We saw them the weekend before that beat that same Tennessee team that they're trying to catch. So, yeah, I, I'm pretty impressed with this Jaguars team as of late and at the end of the day it falls on Trevor Lawrence shoulders who we know him coming as a prospect out of the state of Georgia one of the highest QB prospects of all time then winning national championship down in Clemson and now he's in the National Football League he hasn't dealt with failure ever in his life so that 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 takes some time for guys to adjust when you have to deal with losing as a starting quarterback in the National Football League and you're such a young guy you're on all you're on Gatorade commercials everybody's looking at you and you're looked at as the leader I thought I think he's handled himself very well this season and yeah I I hope they take over for the Titans in that number one spot because I ain't trying to see no Ryan Tannehill-less 
Titans team yeah. in the playoffs. I ain't trying to see that. Nothing against Malik Willis, but you just don't have the same feel. With Malik and Derrick Henry, there's such a blue-collar, bash-you-in-the-head-with-a-hammer quality to that team, whereas Jackson's was just a little prettier to watch. Yeah. The style is a little better, I think, for all NFL fans. I would agree with you there. Uh, tonight, uh, Amazon Prime Video, 7-15 for Jacksonville. And the Jets. By the way, let's uh, remind you the Specs text line is there 337 3776. This texter says, I hated eggnog my whole life. Then I found a recipe two years ago, and I hammer that S every year now. Bourbon, white rum, brandy. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, speaking of that text line, let's get the fantasy questions going on the text line because our man JD Lewis is going to help you with your fantasy teams. It is playoff time in fantasy land. Zay, how are the Brett Favres doing heading into this week? We're playing championship football, Chad. It starts tonight. Christian Kirk, Garrett Wilson, both on my team, going at it. So I'll be locked in in different ways, not just looking for the Jaguars to take over that first place spot for the Titans. I'm looking at it at a different standpoint. So you want like a 45-42 game and both both those guys catch three touchdowns. I hope nobody plays D tonight. (laughs) That's right. Zero D. Okay, so which round are we in in fantasy? Is this playoffs? For me, I'm in a championship. It's a championship game. For me, yeah. For you, I know other people might be in their final four because we got another week next week. and Hell, we've got three more more games so who knows yeah that's true yeah yeah this is my championship all right so zay's in a championship you may be there and somebody else is starting one with who do i start ppr garrett wilson or we will get to that jd lewis coming up at 12 30 with your fantasy questions so get them to us 337-3776 uh also here in this first segment we wanted to uh put a bow on the national signing day discussion not that we won't talk about it a little later but as far as texas goes a couple things happen after we left the air and one of them helped the Longhorn class edge up just a little bit more. Yes, I meant that pun. Uh, He is an edge guy. It is Tosili Akana and we had talked about him a little bit. A couple of our guests had talked about him. Akana literally sends in, he commits and then signs while Sark is talking yesterday. It was that tight in terms of the time frame. Uh, I see him here, Zay, listed as 6'4", 220. He's out of Hawaii, but had played at Utah, So, um, or was at Utah, but they list him here as a freshman. So I guess had committed to Utah and then flipped okay. to Texas last minute. But maybe yeah. an, another one we'd already talked about, and it is LaFowle, uh, the other guy coming from Hawaii. So... We know what you need to get in Texas and some of the other talent-rich areas, but you feel like with Sark, every once in a while you should get some of that West Coast angle that, yeah. he, that he can be known for from his past. These two guys, I think, are a part of that. That's big. Yeah, and he talked about it in his presser yesterday, uh, you know, that, that trip to Hawaii to recruit these guys. And, you know, you not only thank Steve Sarkeesian for getting to Sully in, but you got to thank Coach Elliott, the volleyball coach, and his sister who was on this national championship volleyball right. team. Yeah. You know, when they won it, he was probably like, oh, man, NIL deal. I heard that people like that uh, brother-sister-sibling NIL deals and whatnot. So, Hey, they backed that up, so shout out to Coach Elliott and the volleyball team for a little bit of help on bringing Tassili in. But yeah, this is a top five class that you have to be happy with when you got guys like Derek Williams Jr. and and Malik Muhammad on the defensive end, along with Anthony Hill. It's it's something that you could build that's very special. Plus the guys that you had added last year in the 2022 class, you look on the offensive end, Cedric Baxter Jr. is going to come in and be an impact player I think immediately I know we got a lot of running backs in that room but I think he's a guy that's really going to shock a lot of people he's a number one running back for a reason we saw Bijan Robinson play his freshman year I expect Cedric Baxter Jr. to get freshman reps too but yeah uh, Jonte Cook I expect him to be in the mix also so yeah it's very exciting and you got to be happy with this top five group that Steve Sarkeesian pulled in so in addition to so once Akana was on the list then According to some of the rankings we're looking at, it did uh, get Texas up a notch to number three. So Bama, Georgia, Texas right now in terms of the class rankings for a lot of uh, of the places that do that. The other names that were added, we talked about 
Um, we talked about Gavin Holmes, the junior transfer cornerback from Wake Forest. So we talked about that during the show. That was an additional name on the list. And then the other additional name would be a punter, and that is Ryan Sanborn. Uh, a punter, he will be, he's considered here a senior transfer. He was at Stanford and uh, is out of San Diego. So uh, a punter as well. So 24 is the total number. We were talking about 21 guys yesterday that did sign. You add three to get to 20. 24. And how about this, Zay? In the modern era of recruiting, not only are we to this signing period where the guys are signing in December, there's multiple reasons why they do it. One reason is you just want to get it off your plate. You don't want to deal with it. Sometimes you want to go into that last semester of your senior year and you just want to have your head clear. But nowadays, you also do it so you can get in early. I'm counting 14 guys out of the 24. 14 are early enrollees. Yeah. 14 will be here in January. Yeah, the only knock that I have on Archman is that he won't be able to go for a repeat for back-to-back state championships in basketball at Isidore Newman because he'll be here at yeah. the 40 learning Steve Sarkeesian's playbook. So I, I can't knock him too much, but right. you a hooper, Archman, and just remember that at the end of the day. You're still a hooper deep down, too. Arch Manning is one of those early enrollees. So is, randomly, Malik Muhammad. Um, Holmes is coming in early. We, we just mentioned Anthony Hill's coming in early. Cedric Baxter's coming in early that Zay just mentioned. Jaden Chapman, big offensive lineman from Harker Heights. He's getting started early. Uh, Kojo, the offensive lineman, John Tate Cook, who you just mentioned, coming in early as well, just to name a few. Uh, Colton Vosick coming in early as well. So the Longhorns ended up with that 24 spot for the 2023 class, and according to some of the rankings, all the way up as high as number three. You got to be happy about it. And Zay, if I'm talking to you and a lot of Longhorn fans today, I would tell you I like the way I like the vibe of your head coach yesterday. I like the vibe. He's at his best to me when he is effectively boring, and he was yesterday. Nothing too overly exciting, nothing too overly controversial. He looks a little bit tired, but that's a good thing. Good, he, yeah, good tired. He looks good tired. He looks traveled tired, right? Like he's been traveling a little bit, trying to tie some, th- you know, tie some loose ends up, make sure How'd things you like good. like the jacket? I know we get on Steve Sarkeesian's wardrobe a little bit. Thought what he was all right. Jacket? It was all right. Thought he was all right. It was a nice little burnt orange. Little, yeah, it was a Fa- nice little fat Fashion forward enough to remind me that he cares about that sort of thing, and specifically so does his wife. Oh, you know she do. But not as far as the Burger King Taco Bell outfit <laughs> for the one game, right? He didn't go that far. Yo, I thought that was fly. I-, I thought that was fly. I would have agreed with you if it was only on the jacket. You can't have the stripe on the pants there. That's the only problem I had yeah, with that. It depends on the walk. That's too far. It depends. Was he having the swag walk with it? Uh, he tried. No, he, he did tried, try to make. He tried to. That, yeah. Yeah. He tried to pull it off. I don't know that he quite made Sark, it. But Sark's a swaggy dude. I like the attitude yesterday. Right. I like the overall feel of him talking about it. You could see it in his face. You could see it in his face. The talent is there. The versatility is there that we've heard about. He feels really good about it. And like we've discussed, Zay, not only are they locking a class like this down, but as you. And you asked a great question of Chip Brown yesterday at Horns247.com, and he says he's writing an article about it for today and the next couple days. But the fact that that 22 class is still so intact and solid, that's big time. And with what everybody's talking about, obviously, I mean, off that A&M 2022 class, when you have the number one class, if you lose one guy, people notice. A&M's lost a handful. It's not a ton, but it's still, what, three to five or six or something like that. It's way too many. Right. You can't have that. It makes people ask about culture, even if it's not real. There's an appearance of culture issue. With Texas, it feels a little more solid now. So that's big. I thought everything about yesterday felt right for Texas. Yeah, and Steve Sarkeesian is getting the guys that he's used to coaching when he was at Alabama. And when he was at USC, he talked about Lindell White and Reggie Bush yesterday Mm -hmm. when somebody asked him about can a freshman come in and play as a running back, which is why I said Cedric Baxter, expect him to come in to play because, you know, Stark was like, yeah, you can. You hear how quickly he answered that, by the way? (laughs) He was about knocking people over to answer that question. The dude's 6'1", 220. And he's not even 18 years old yet, yeah. Cedric Baxter. That's pretty big time when you're talking about a running back. You don't see that very often. The B. John Robinson, Doak Walker Award winner, he had those measurables. So, yeah, you got to love that. But he's getting the guys that 
you should be expected to get when you're at the University of Texas. You know, when Tom Herman was here, he was getting all those big wide receivers, big, tall, not as quick guys and, and whatnot. Now Sark's getting the Jonte Cooks, the Trey Wisners, the Ryan Niblets. Yeah, all yeah. those guys are like track guys. You know, they remind you of those Jalen Waddles. They remind you, you know, of those Henry Ruggs, you know, Devontae Smith. So that's comforting as a Texas fan because you know you got the Jimmys and Joes it's just you got to put the X's and O's together uh -huh. and who I don't know if Steve Sarkeesian did that to top tier level this year I don't think he did that at all we know Bijan Robinson wasn't utilized enough we could say that about Keelan Robinson we could say he took too many deep shots downfield now you're getting guys that you feel like you could put in your offense and thrive so they should have more success on those deep shots and other things that you want to do and plus Quinn Ewers another year in the system so add all that together on the defensive side you're getting quick big you know secondary guys damn man Derek Williams he's about 6-2 that's mm. huge for a strong safety or free safety wherever you want to play him Malik Muhammad he's around 6-1 that's the type of guys that Sark likes at those cornerback positions, just like Orion Watts, who had a tremendous year this season. So, yeah, I I'm with it. I love this class, and this is what you got to expect when you're here at the University of Texas. Top five classes every year. One of the things that A&M has done a good job of recruiting these last few years that Derek Williams reminds me of, anytime a, a defensive back, especially a corner, but corners and safeties, when they are listed at 6-1 or 2 or three, I refer to those guys as condors because I want wingspan. I yeah. love those guys, man. Yeah. When I was young watching college football, Bobby Taylor at Notre Dame was one of the first guys I remember where I'm like, look at the size of that corner. Look how tall that corner is. That's awesome if he's good. And he was incredible. Love those guys. Yeah. Love them. I will tell you as a fan of a team that's had a few of those mixed in the last couple years, they are such a blast to watch when it works right. Yeah. When those guys are out there patrolling at 6'2 to 6'4", in the defensive backfield, you just feel like you've got it all covered when it works right. It's kind of like a unicorn in a way because we yeah. just don't see that very often. Like, yeah, he'll I, be the he'll be the one he'll be he's he's gonna be that guy on defense that I'm really looking out for. See how Derek Williams develops because right. you, you just can't oh. teach something like that. You can't teach the athleticism he'll have once they get the teaching and X's and O's like you're talking about in there. Let's see what he looks like, man. I can't wait. Steve Sarkeesian said yesterday in the presser when he first saw him on tape. He looked like a first-round pick, just okay. like that. There you go. He won a state championship a couple of years ago at his school, so he's a winner that way. And that's what Sark talked about, too, just having a lot of winners on this squad. We saw all the Longhorn commits that won a state championship here in Texas. Trey Wisner, Jonte Cook, you know, uh, Malik Muhammad, um, I'm sorry, Billy Watson, also South Walton, Oak Cliff. Walton, Walton, yeah. I'm sorry, yeah, Billy yeah. Walton, mm -hmm. South Oak Cliff, linebacker coming in, edge rusher guy. So you you got to have those types. Colton Vosick, obviously, couldn't be more of a winner. Yeah. Just having those guys coming to the 40, you know, they're going to be fighting for playing time, and it's going to be competitive, and that's exactly what you want. That's exactly what you need because those two schools that won – the uh, recruiting battle in front of you, Georgia and Alabama, that's why they're always playing for mm -hmm. national championships. No doubt. Yeah, Colton Vosick's disappointment is he only won three. <laughs> what do you, geez, Colton, what happened, man? Yeah, had a down year this season. Only three national titles. Down year this season. State titles. Making oh, to the Final Four. That's right. Only three state titles. All right, so uh, National Signing Day closed up after yesterday. We'll keep talking about that in our Flex segment today at 1.30. More of those local names, the Flex names we've been talking about that signed National Letters of Intent yesterday. We, we will mix in some Texas basketball. They got a nice win against Louisiana. Just cruised 100-72. to 72. Not a lot of drama there. We'll get Zay's thoughts on that as we move forward. Up next, though, let's make sure we leave time for your fantasy teams. 337-3776. Send us your fantasy questions. J.D. Lewis, trying to help you in fantasy, next on The Horn. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Oh, come on. Sometimes you just want somebody to show off. This is one of the best show-off Christmas songs ever. This might be the most famous Christmas song of all time. Has anybody... Oh, that's a bold statement. Today... There's an argument for it. So like the paper that she makes off this song every year around this time. I can't imagine. You she re- says it's like around three million or something. You got a release year Maybe on, more. on this. We're in the nineties here, yeah, right? Yes, nineties. She so redid it. This is Mariah. Has redone it. It's Mariah Carey. Correct. Yeah. Has anybody even tried this one? You can't. Why would you? I I, I wouldn't even go near it. Just like we were talking about Sam Cooke yesterday. It's the stuff you can't try. So good. Yeah, I wouldn't try that either. Uh, so a shout out to Mariah. We're getting us started today on the Christmas side of things. A little later on, I do have a request for you. If you'll allow one request. I got you. Just one Christmas request. We'll I get, got you. We'll get to that later on. Uh, also, remember, when we are done today, it is Ball Don't Lie, Rod and Harge, a best of some of the stuff they've done throughout the year. I think it includes an interview with B. John Robinson, uh, so oh. be, be sure to stay tuned for that. 7 o'clock, the Longhorn Blitz podcast, getting you ready for Texas Bowl game against Washington. So all that's coming up right now. Let's see if we can help you with your fantasy football on the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline. We love doing this every week with J.D. Lewis. And uh, let's see uh, where he is. Now, Zay's going into a championship game. J.D., are you in any championship situations this week? Or are you still a week or two away? I'm still a week away in all my leagues. So I'm in uh, I'm I'm in five semifinals. So okay. feeling good about that. And then and then I'm playing for third place in one league. Very so nice. Eight league. So I, it's been I, it's been a fortunate year. Um, it's it's not out of skill. It's totally luck. It's all about <laughs> points against. And I've been very lucky. Very nice. All oh, right. You, you talking about lucky? I had Kurt Cousins win me that game last week. Uh, JD, you saw Kurt. He had me nervous in that first half. Zero points. But in that second half, he showed out. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask you how you felt in that first half because uh, <laughs> I was going up against Justin Jefferson and I felt real good, and I'm sure you felt the opposite, and then it all flipped in the second half, like big time. Yeah, Everything so changed. Let, let's get it cracking. Championship week for me. I'm going to ask you this because I have to. I can't disrespect the GOAT. He's sitting on my bench right now, Tom Brady. They're playing against Arizona this week. He had four turnovers last week, but he still put up decent numbers. Or should I go with Kirk again, playing against the Giants, who are right now in the playoffs, had a good win against the Commanders on Sunday? Who should I Who should I start, J.D., Kirk or Brady? Yeah, the big question for that for me is there, there are so many. I mean, I think there's five games that are going to be in pretty nasty weather, like really cold and, you know, some wind, not crazy wind. And – I've been asking a lot of football players lately. I was like, how cold is too cold? Because I know they say the, the coldness doesn't usually affect your play. It's, it's the wind, and if, it, it's, if you have snow and rain, but just cold you know, doesn't really change that. But if you've got a bunch of teams that are playing in nine-degree weather, like nobody's used to that, not even really Buffalo. So uh, I, I just am asking how much that's going to affect people. Then I look at the other side of the ball in Arizona, and it's Trace McSorley starting, right? So – how much is Tom Brady going to have to press the issue? How much is he going to have to actually throw? Or will it be you know, checking down all day and the defense gets him that win and that's what they go do? Uh, Kirk Cousins, on the other hand, probably playing in one of those really cold-weather games in, uh, I believe it's at New York. No, no, uh, no. So no I think they're at home, man. Yeah, they're at home. They're at home. Okay. Yeah. So they're indoors. Yeah. So you're for sure going Kirk Cousins. That's yeah. what I'm talking you're, about. Yeah, you're, you're Kirk Cousins. Okay, okay. one more yep. for me, J.D. Personally, running back, I can only start one. Raheem Mostert, Devin Singletary, or Leonard Fournette? It's Mostert or Lenny. Uh, I'm not starting Singletary just because we have no idea what that back what that uh, backfield is going to look like usage-wise with James Cook getting more and more involved. So um, for me, it's if Jeff Wilson plays, uh, I'm going to go Leonard Fournette because back to my point of now you're sitting Tom, so you don't worry about that overexposure, and uh, they're probably going to run the ball a lot. And he's still – you know, he's not getting as many carries as Rashad White, but he's still getting tons of, of drop-offs. Uh, and so that, you know, comes with, you know, those receptions raise his floor. So, um, but if Jeff Wilson is out again this week and Salvin Ahmed is the one that's backing up Raheem Mostert after a great week, really the best week he's had running the ball, I think that I would roll with Mostert and stick with that hot hand going into the playoffs. Or in your championship game, really. Yes, sir. Thanks, J.D. All right. There you go. All right. Let's see if we can help the other people. J.D., we'll start with one for tonight. Who do I start? PPR, Garrett Wilson, or Zay Jones? 
Yeah, so I actually just got a tweet uh, as well about this same question, and I would lean Wilson. I, look, I love Zay Jones. I love what he's been doing. He's been hot. He just went off for three touchdowns last week. I just don't expect the Jaguars to be able to do a whole lot at New York against that defense, really through the air or on the ground. And so as good as the Jags have been, uh, I'm wanting to go away from that. And even with Zach Wilson at the helm on the other side, I'd rather have a guy like Garrett Wilson and what he might bring to that. Just because I think the Jets are going to win the game. I think it's going to be a defensive game. Um, and I just feel like Garrett Wilson has a better chance of getting in the end zone. All right. All right, J.D., PPR, stick with Mark Andrews or play Dalton Schultz instead? Man, I is, I'm the guy that will say stick with Mark Andrews, stick with Mark Andrews, stick with Mark Andrews. I think it's pretty clear at this point Mark Andrews is not healthy. It's not that he's not talented. It's not the quarterback play has been horrendous, even though it has been. I think it's that he's not healthy. He's not getting as open. He's not catching as many balls. His usage is not nearly as high. So that worries me. If you're talking stream a guy versus uh, you know starting Mark Andrews, I'm not doing that. I'm sticking with Mark Andrews. When you bring a guy like Dalton Schultz into the mix, I think that you have to start considering Schultz indoors, good weather game, you know what you're probably going to get out of him versus uh, a banged-up Mark Andrews, which I just, you know, uh, like, for instance, if you said Mark Andrews or Cole Komet, I would go Mark Andrews. But if, with Dalton Schultz being the other option, that's a really good second option. I, I think I'm going to roll there. He still gets a lot of targets from Dak. Uh, J.D., this says, who do I start, Kirk Cousins or Joe Burrow? Would Burrow at New England factor into your decision there? I mean, it does from a weather perspective, not from a, you know, because Gillette's so difficult to play at for a guy like Joe Burrow. They're going to try to take away his, you know, who knows what they'll try to take away. Maybe it's Jamar Chase, but you still have Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, Joe Mixon, tons of weapons around him. I think Hayden Hurst is going to be playing. So uh, I would still go with Joe Burrow. I I just, I don't want to get cute on that one. Kirk Cousins had a great week. He could have another, but that was really game script. Uh, I just feel like you're better off, you know, week to week obviously, with a guy like Joe Burrow, who even in bad weather games can still run the ball, get you rushing touchdowns, and he's just got so many weapons around him, it's hard to shut anybody down and still shut down that offense. Yeah, J.D., the Bengals are looking scary right now. Mm -hmm. How about Michael Gallup, D.J. Moore, or Garrett Wilson at the wide receiver spot? I really like D.J. Moore's matchup this week. Um, I think that uh, I feel pretty confident that the way he's been used uh, since Matt Rule has been let go, it has been kind of dependent on quarterback play, and the quarterbacks, at least with Darnold back, has been good enough to get him the ball in good situations. Uh, look, I don't love Garrett Wilson tonight. I just like him more than Zay Jones. Um, I just feel like Michael Gallup, he's very hit or miss, and to be honest, there haven't been that many big hits. I mean, his good games have been maybe 12 or 13 fantasy points, so uh, I'm going to avoid that there as well just because his downside is, is so so low. I mean, you look at last week, it was like one reception for – four yards or something like that talking fantasy football with jd lewis jd says i've started trevor lawrence over aaron Rodgers the last three weeks and i am very glad i did should i do that this week given the weather conditions this weekend no i don't think so i mean i think that uh i'm i'm look we just talked about it earlier i I don't like this game tonight i think the jets are extremely difficult to pass against as good as trevor lawrence has been uh it's not his fault it's going to be challenging weather and and it's going to be on the road and it's against one of the best defenses in the nfl especially against the pass so uh i'm i would avoid trevor lawrence this week um he could end up having a good game but i just feel like the odds would would say go with the safer guy because you you want you want higher floor once you get to the playoffs i mean you yeah you want upside you need it but a lot of it depends on your matchup too and see what receivers he has if he has watson or uh you know alan lazard that he's playing then it it almost makes it even easier to say Aaron Rodgers. But I just feel like you're going to get 250 and two touchdowns maybe from Aaron Rodgers, maybe more. But um, I don't feel nearly as confident about what Trevor Lawrence is going to be able to do on a short week at New York against that defense. All right. All right, J.D., Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears take on the Buffalo Bills. Do you like Justin Fields or Geno Smith who takes on the Kansas City Chiefs? I like Justin Fields. I would probably say Justin Fields anyways. He's, I, I think he's wanting that, that QB rushing record. He's 210 yards away. Well, then last, I guess last week he, yeah, well, yeah, so he's 210 away, 70 yards a game over his last, uh, you know, three games essentially. So I believe that he's going to be going for it. He's going to be able to get it. 
um, which means high upside from a rushing perspective. You're not going to expect a ton in the air from him. Um, but I just feel like, like I, I do like Geno against Kansas City and what you would think would be a shootout, but that's another one of those weather games, and Geno just lost Tyler Lockett for the season. So I feel less confident of going that route uh, when you have such a good option in Justin Fields. All right, J.D., let's finish off with one that's got a longhorn in it. Marquise Goodwin or Darius Slayton, half-point PPR? I would go Marquise Goodwin here. I think that while Darius Slayton's been solid enough, uh, this is one where you probably are looking for the upside. And because Lockett is out, um, you know, Goodwin is still the kind of guy that probably won't have more than five or, you know, four or five receptions. But he's such an over the top guy that if they can connect on one, he, he could easily score a 67, you know, 75 yard touchdown, um, which is huge when you're playing in half-point PPR or standard. You know, in, in full PPR, you want guys that are going to be peppered with targets, and uh, that raises their floor. In this case, you're, going, you're really hoping that he hits one home run, and you know, he's probably got a decent shot to do that with Lock It Out. That is J.D. Lewis. If you didn't get your question in or you just thought of another one, at J.D. Lewis, FF for fantasy football. Uh, he is always thinking fantasy football just like y'all are. At J.D. Lewis, FF. J.D., we appreciate you making time for us this week. Hope uh, everybody in the house gets to feeling better very quickly. Y'all have a great Christmas, and uh, we will talk to you next week. Appreciate it, guys. Merry Christmas. Good luck, Zay. Thanks, J.D. There appreciate you, man. Championship round for Zay this week and the Brett Favre's a good American and good father yeah. team. Are you yeah, excited about this? Y'all I'm are... not going to lie, J.D. didn't make me feel too good. Oh, well, that... I, I mean, you know, he did his job. But... He's here to be honest with yeah, you, he's right? He's here to be honest. He kept it real. Yeah. The game tonight, I got two guys playing, and he's right. It's going to be cold as hell up there in New York. Yeah, it is. Christian Kirk and Garrett Wilson are going to both be relying on Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence to play in this cold. That's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Real quick, let's get the most important question out there. If the Brett Favre is a great American team, wins the championship, have you guys committed to building the volleyball facility? Are you committed, um, are you committed to it for sure? You know what? As the good people that me and Brett are, we're probably going to give back to where it came from. Yeah? Yeah. So I would. You got your funding all figured out? Yes. You yes, good on that? Yes. Give it back. We're not taking it from welfare people. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I'm not a part of that. Appreciate that. Yeah. We all appreciate that. But it's for a good cause. It's for of him course. being a great father. Obviously. That's what it's for. He's trying to be a great dad. We understand that. All right, coming up in your 1 o'clock hour, we'll get into more of NFL Week 16. By the way, money is coming in on the Cowboys because Jalen Hurts is officially out. Gardner Minshew is officially in. And Zay, it's Cowboys minus five and a half. Yes. It keeps going. Yesterday, as we talked, it was what, four? <laughs> it's five and a half today. We'll get Brandon Lang's thoughts on that later. Since we don't have a show tomorrow, we move Brandon into today's show. He's coming up at 2.05, but uh, we'll talk about more of that as we move along. Also, in the one o'clock hour, Zay's got some thoughts on that NBA schedule. How about the Lakers against my Mavericks on Christmas Day? We'll get into that. But up next in the crap bag, a little moment from yesterday. If you weren't listening when Snoop Daniel came on with us and threw a little DeSoto our way, we're going to replay it for you coming up next. Don't move. This is the horn. Oh, yeah. It's my kind of Christmas song right here. It's my request. It's a sweet, sappy one. I'm sorry. It's kind of like when people think of the sappy ones, Bing Crosby and White Christmas, and then this one, Mistress for Christmas by ACDC. It'll always bring a tear. Every time. A tear? No. <laughs> what about to say? It's fantastic, though. Love this song off the Razor's Edge album from 91. One of my favorite. Hold on, they put ACDC a Christmas records. song on the normal album? Yep. No Christmas album here. They just threw it right on the record. <laughs> it was awesome. It was so good. I'm like, wait, ho- hold on. I never forget, first time I'm listening to this album and those little jingle bells come in. Wanna be in heaven with three in a bed? I mean, it's. <laughs> All right, yeah. It's fantastic. I want a mistress for Christmas, according to Brian Johnson, Angus, and the boys. 
in ACDC. Hope you are having a great lead up to Christmas. You can't go wrong with the Mariah Classic and then ACDC right after it. That's how we've started it today on the Christmas tunes. More Christmas stuff from Zay as we move along. We'll get back into some NFL here at the top of the 1 o'clock hour. Got news and notes all over the league. We told you that Jalen Hurts is out for the Eagles for sure. They're definitely not playing him. Gardner Minshew goes, so the money's coming in on Dallas. Minus 5.5 if you care about such things. We also, out of that division, have Chase Young apparently back, Zay. Uh-oh. Hurt himself all the way back in Week 10 last year. Dr. James Andrews has cleared him. He is off the injury list. He will be active against San Francisco. So then, theoretically, when the Cowboys go to Washington in a couple weeks, he's there too. Yeah. Here you go, Brock Purdy. I know you probably looking at Whoa. the scouting report and said, oh, yeah, Big 99, he's coming for that ass this weekend <laughs> for his first game back. You know how eager he is to get back Oof. on a team that's looking to get in the playoffs? I think so. Unreal. That's at San Francisco late kick on Saturday. Yo, Gardner Minshew is one of the scariest backup quarterbacks in the league. Yeah. Just for his charisma, his positivity. Like, he has so much Mike Leach in him. And, and he was just at the he was just at, at, the, at the memorial I, I know giving he wants a great to make, speech. I, and, oh t- terrific God. speech. And I know yeah. he wants to make his coach proud. He's going to be playing with an extra chip on his shoulder. That's a little scary if I'm a Cowboys fan. It is. And I'm just wondering, we'll see what Brandon Lang thinks about that line coming up at 205. But to me, Zay, the higher that thing gets, the more I'd lean Eagles. Yeah. It's only a win-win, or you know, for the Cowboys if they win by what twenty-five. Like, if you're a Cowboys fan, what are you comfortable with with Gardner Minshew starting and beating the Eagles team? Because if you beat them barely, it ain't gonna feel too good. If you lose, that damn show ain't too, gonna feel too good. So, yeah. there's not much you're getting out of this game. While the Eagles on the other side, they're like, oh, well, if we lose, whatever, we didn't have our starting quarterback. A lot of Cowboy fans that heard you just say that might agree with you. This one does not. It is the Eagles. I'll take 11-10 to 10 on a late safety at the buzzer. I do not care. Beat them by a point or more, well, and I'm thrilled. We're not just looking at this Eagles game. We're looking at I understand the season that part. as a whole. I understand. What does it mean but based, for what you're really trying to do in January? But based on what I know these Cowboys to be so far and what they've shown me they are, just win. Yeah, just win because I got a bad feeling we're going to get into the middle of that game on Saturday and it's going to be a clunky kind of game and they're really going to need to fight their way out of it. I think by the time that game is done, I'm just going to be happy with any kind of win. Okay, I really do think like a three or four point win could feel really damn good because they're just, you know, they're shaky right now. They're shaky. And I agree with you that Minshew is dangerous and they've got to prove that. They're better than the Eagles with a backup. We're going to find out. Um, by the way, one of our listeners sent a great text this week and said, so if Gardner Minshew and the Eagles go beat them, beat the Cowboys, would that kind of prove what Micah Parsons was talking about? Ah, It's kind of a brilliant question. That is. If you think about it. Oh, that's a good way of looking at it. Had not thought of it. All right, uh, let's get into the crap bag here. If you missed Snoop going off yesterday, we really enjoyed it, and I wanted to replay it for you. Here we go. Chad's crap bag. Crap bag. If you need an easy way to remember it, just think of a bag of crap. All right, it's brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. I hope you all enjoy this as much as Zay and I did while it was happening. It was fantastic. We were talking signing day, and specifically the guys from DeSoto, and Snoop came in studio, and you'll hear, before I even get done asking the question, he starts referencing what some of the DeSoto and Duncanville guys were doing when they won state titles, and uh, it it got pretty great. Here's what it sounded like yesterday. Now that it's official, now that they're signed, Jonte Cook, Trey Wisner, for the Longhorn fans that have not seen, I'm a state have, champ. That have not, yeah, that have not seen it yet. That have not seen that talent. What are they getting in those two? Some dogs, to be cliche. Yeah. Uh, they just like to win. You know, they got you know. I you know I guess it, I I got a little Desoto in me. I, I don't let it out a lot, but yeah, they're. They're just uh, they're dominant dogs who are really good at football and want to let you know about it and with every play. Oh yeah, there's some attitude that comes yes. with it. Yeah, I mean that's we've said it about Jonte from day one. 
We said it about him back in seven-on-seven times when he was, uh, well, he was kicked out of a seven-on-seven game for mouthing off at the opposing coaches. At Lake Travis, actually. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. it was. He was at Lake Travis. You're probably going to have to tone that down a little bit, but you still like that edge. And when I saw Trey Wisner take his helmet off and we saw the nose ring and the gold tee, I was like, oh, this fool is like Tupac. This is what I'm talking (laughs) about. The the horns need this juice. They do. They Um, they need this juice. They need some of those guys. And like I I was telling Craig, you know, I got to see like some uh, like dog talent, like like Trey Wisner, like Jontae Cook, like oh, who's the the linebacker for for Dunkinville? I'm a butcher his name, but he's the number five prospect in the nation. Oh, number eight, number eight, who got completely almost uh. naked after state, <laughs> and that's what you want, fam. I'm the state champ. Yeah. I'm, I'm the champ, champ around here. Yeah, that's what I mean, and that's what they go and say to some cat and play with Oklahoma. Bama, I'm the champ. Yeah, I'm gonna win this game. So, dogs, <laughs> I'm sorry to get you hard, but yeah, you know they gonna win. We gonna win. Texas gonna win national championship if we got that kind of attitude. Yeah, well, that attitude is because they ain't gonna lose. Yeah, yeah. it's sign now. We the champs. I'm the champ. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, that's what they were hey, saying. Yeah, that's I'm the champ. <laughs> Are you the champ? <laughs> Oh, man. Well, I think Snoop's champ. hype about I'm national signing uh-huh. day. Uh-huh. There let's it go. is. Let's go, Texas. So, anyway, I, I love it. Oh, my God. That was so great. I was so ready to hit that dumb button. I thought he was going to go on a whole nother mode, but he kept it, he he kept really it tame. Did. Dude, by the, tame t- enough. by the time he was done, I looked over there. He was slobbering <laughs> on himself. Like, spit was – it was so great. Uh, by the way, the guy he's talking about with Duncanville, Colin Simmons – that's him. Is that the guy? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Everybody wants him. Oh, good doke. Uh, Colin Simmons, a junior, so he's still got one more year mm-hmm. to be Colin To be Simmons. wine and dined. That's <laughs> how I look at it, to be wine and dined. What's my worth? Every, every place he goes, he's going to get on campus and say, yo, y'all see me. What's my worth here to y'all? Yeah. And see if it's where I, I think it is, because that's pretty high. I double-checked with Snoop today. I was like, did you say he almost got naked? He said, man, he just kept taking stuff off. Like that's all he kept doing. Yeah, he kept. He's a. We, I really thought maybe he was going to be standing there naked in front of everybody, screaming, "I'm the champ! Are you the champ?" So what? Swole body. Were they like asking Vandergriff people, "Are you the champ?" And then declaring that they were the champ? Is that what was going on? I think they were just hyped up. Man. I think they were just hyped up. Them South Oak Cliff boys, the Soto boys, Duncanville, Duncanville. boys, all those South Dallas cats. Man, they they have a reason to be hyped. They represented. Yeah, and like we talked about earlier, Steve Sarkeesian mentioned it yesterday. Guys that are in winning programs, guys that have won state titles, they know what that's about. They don't want to accept losing. They don't want to accept losing as a part of what they do. And then you bring that into your culture at Texas. If you're a Longhorn fan, you hope that really you know fits in a great way. Uh, and Cook and Wisner. By the way, we do have confirmation today on that pronunciation for uh, for Trey Wisner. I know some people um, were going uh, a different way there, maybe going with Wisner, but when you see the pronunciation they put out yesterday, it is a capital W-H-Y-Z and then the little N-E-R, Wisner, for Trey Wisner. And so we'll learn those pronunciations as we go along, but if you've seen, he, if you've seen him, whew, he's impressive. He might be the most underrated person on this list of signees yesterday. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying that's not a knock in any way. I just mean because he's a three-star he might be better than that because we saw DeSoto play. It wasn't like he was getting 30 touches a game at the running back spot. They had multiple guys that they give the ball to. So he's going to come in pretty fresh. Yeah, he's a running back behind that cat that ended up as their MVP. Right, right. And that's one thing that Bucky Gabo loves to talk about with some of these Texas running backs because him being a running back coach back in the 90s, he said some of these guys would come in and they just be worn down for taking so many carries at their respected high schools. So when they come into college, it takes them a little longer to get used to the game just because they're dealing with certain injuries and stuff. I think we saw that a lot with Jordan Winnington during his tenure here. Just He did so much at Quero, and they used him in so many ways that he came here, and he was a little worn down, and he just had a really good, healthy season this past year. So yeah, That body had to kind of catch up. That body had to catch yeah. up. You, you won't have to say that about Trey Wisner. Dude, I'd throw that guy. I would pitch the ball to him. I'd do a wide pitch to him just once a game to see what's happening, just to see if the defense wants to get out there and mess around with that guy. Yeah. Because in that state championship game, when he hit the edge – 
It was something to watch, and it's effortless. Six foot one eighty eight is how he's listed. Just effortless movement. Just ch- so you know, it feels like two, three, four yards every time he takes one step. Yeah, feels like he'll fall for five and a half. I mean, he's just uh, an impressive guy to watch. I agree with you. I think he's gonna be one of those real pleasant surprises. If Texas fans haven't seen him, they're gonna know some of those other names. But I think they're gonna be real happy with Wisner if it if it if they can if they can dial him up the right way. Yeah. yeah. And if he works, obviously he's gotta work hard too. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. You can't just come down and expect to get playing time. You gotta earn that. And it's gonna be a competitive class. This class is going in against each other, fighting for that playing time, fighting for spots. And we know Steve Sarkeesian, if you secure a spot, you're gonna get a lot of ticks. He's not gonna do a lot of interchanging and substitution. You're gonna be able to get a lot of reps if you get the start. So yeah, I'm excited to see what happens that spring. One thing I would do if I'm Steve Sarkeesian right now, specifically for those two guys, but maybe there's some others in this in this class, I would definitely start the plan with Cook and Wisner to see if we can not have a flag on their first touchdown as Longhorns. Like, plan it out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Plan, like, I want to see it. I want to see the celebration. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I'm guessing Jontae Cook's not going to score his first touchdown as a Longhorn and then just hand the ball to the official. But I'd, be, I'd get on him and help him plan it through. So you speak it into existence. Hey, Jonte, you're going to get a touchdown here. Let's make sure we don't get a flag there. Yeah. Okay? Make sure we don't get a flag. Same, And then do the same thing with Wisner. Right. That's, yeah. what, that's what I'd be focused on. It, just a little thing on the side to keep them thinking about it where it's like, hey, let's try to be professional there because you know they're watching you guys. They know you're rep from DeSoto. They, let's they not give get you the flag. a little more freedom than they used to in college football. Back in, back in the they day, do give you a little in bit. college football yeah. – you couldn't do none. You couldn't do a jumping jack. You could barely high five your teammate without throwing an unsportsmanlike flag. They they have flagged. They we we saw them over the years flag Longhorns for throwing up the hook'em horns to their fans. Oh man, that yeah. has happened before. That's happened. That's so thankfully thankfully that's not as bad anymore. But they do get a little sensitive. So we'll see how those guys do once they get on campus. All right, coming up, we'll talk NFL Week 16. We got notes from all around the league. Quarterbacks that are out, which means other quarterbacks having to play. How does that affect the games? Plus, the NBA's got five games for you on Christmas. We'll start digging through those as well. Don't move. It's the Horn.